Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Live from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the Total Education Show, the talk shop for teachers, parents, and administrators. Here's your host of the show, Neil Haley, the Total Tutor. We're back to the Neil Haley show on the total celebrity segment. And I really uh, love this guest. I enjoyed watching her on Bravo and on another reality show. And she is a celebrity fashion designer. Always could get some awesome tips. So I'm excited to welcome the program. Celebrity Rachel Zoe. Rachel, thanks for calling. And how are you? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. First question I want to ask, which, what is more hard to plan? What is more hard to plan? Just doing fashion designing by your, just doing your fashion designing or doing both the fashion designing and the reality show? What would you say in in that process? I would say definitely doing both (laughs) is harder, but then, you know, sort of running the media business and editing the show report and, designing the collection and then the boxes pile. It's all a lot, but I all love it. I, I love it all so much um, that it's worth it, you know? Um, it, I think doing the Rachel Go project, I think that took up a huge, huge um, portion of my time and yeah. a huge portion of my life, quite frankly. Um, but, you know, it was worth it. It's all worth it. You know, it's all fun. And, you know, when I stopped loving it is when I stopped doing it, but I haven't even thought about that, right? Exactly. I mean, at one point you, you you do these things, it increases your brand awareness. And then the bottom line when you do right. projects like this is you want to increase as an entrepreneur, you want to make more money. You want to be more known so that then you can schedule your time. You have children to have that time with your family and be able to do what you love and not be so, you know, every second have to be on. That's hard, you know, meaning like in work-wise. Correct. 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 And I think, you know, my children are my life. So I think it's that constant balance that we all struggle with, you know, as parents is, you know, that work-life balance. And it's a daily struggle. I mean, I'd be lying to say it's not. Well, now you have a very interesting uh, project going on. It's called Box of Style. It's a quarterly fashion beauty subscription. So tell us a little about how that project started and everything. Well, it started a couple of years ago because um, so many women were coming to me, um, you know, through my social channels, in person, through emails, um, a myriad of ways to just ask me, um, really, you know, what do I need this season? How can I live my life right. more glamorously? How can I be more stylish? I don't have time. Um, and I came up with this idea with my team of editors at the show report, and we very carefully curate these items each season to go into each box of style to show up at women's doorstops and basically have them open it and say, oh, my God, I love this. I didn't know I could wear this. Oh, my God, this is such a great color. This is such a great, um, you know, product. I had no idea that could, like, completely wake up my face. I had no idea that, 
you know, this kimono was something that I could wear 15 different ways and work it into my life. Um, and I think for me, that's really been my job is to really curate um, style and beauty for, for all of these women and really help women live a life in style in, in an easier way um, and a more efficient manner. And, you know, that's ultimately my goal. And however I can do that is how I want to do it, is, is what I want to do. It's that's that, and that's fantastic. And and now you're reaching out to all women. You know, when you're a fashion designer, you're looking at you know the the glamorous celebrity end. But now you're looking at okay, how can yeah. I find somebody that you know is struggling, saying what do I need to wear? What what um what's the hot Correct. style that it's not going to cost me yeah. an arm and a leg, right? And and, and still look great, Correct. right? Oh, cool. And, that's, and it's been tremendously successful because I think the constant thing I hear from women were, you know, oh, my God, I didn't know that I could wear that color. I didn't know that I could wear this. I didn't know that I would look cute in a hat with this hat was sprayed on me. I didn't know I could wear these sunglasses because I thought that they were too big for my face, but actually they look really good. And so I think by doing the box of style, it sort of gives women the ability to try things that they wouldn't have otherwise gone in and bought for themselves because I think women typically go to what state, what they know. Right. And I think when it's done for you, they say, okay, I'll try this. This is great, you know. And and we hear that over and over and it's so wonderful. And what do you, you know, kind of in your research now of looking at lots of women in different styles and stuff. What are you seeing women nowadays, maybe then 10 years ago, and how they're trying to, to dress nice and, and have a fashion that makes them feel good? Do you think it's gone, it's really different or they're having troubles and struggles at times to figure out what to, do, to wear? Well, I find the biggest struggle. I mean, I think people come to me for two things. One is sort of how do I get out of my workout clothes and get dressed for the day right. and sort of look good, but be able to run around and, you know, take kids and do all these parents and go to work and do all the things that women do every day and somehow look good, but, but have it be functional, you know, have it be practical in their lives, but still look good while doing it. Um, so I think that's a constant challenge. Um, but I also think women come to me a lot to dress up. You know, I have a party to go to. I have a thing after work. I have a big meeting that's so important. What do I wear? Um, and so that's been a lot of what I'm trying to answer for women. Um, and, you know, there's always kind of fashion, beauty, and accessories in every single box. Um, and so the box of style, that's what I'm trying to achieve. But then also as a designer, separately, I'm really trying to help women get dressed literally every day um, and work pieces that, you know, can sort of transcend time and trend and really work in some pieces they already have in their own closet. That's fabulous. And that's great. And you talk about the, there's the soccer mom, there's the working mom, there's the different, but they all are struggling yeah. because they're so busy. I mean, stay at home moms or moms that are working are really dealing with a lot of stuff and they can't think about, well, yeah. what am I going to wear today? And that's why we need Rachel, exactly. right? And I think Rachel, that you made a connection to all these people that I'm talking about right now through your experiences on TV and they really trust you now because of that. Well, thank you very much. I mean, nothing makes me happier than hearing that. And I think, you know, when I meet women that are like, oh, this changed my life, or you're making clothes that really change the way I get dressed every day. And so for me, I mean, that's the ultimate goal. You know, it really is. And, and I feel 
that, you know, it's very scary for women every morning at 6 a.m. whenever they get ready and, and walk into their closets and they're like, uh, <laughs> you know, what do I wear? How can I look good? How can I feel good about myself? And so I will continue on this mission to really help women look and feel their best every single day and make it easier for them and not scary. And you understand now, Rachel, with children, how difficult this is, right? Before children, you didn't have that oh understanding, God. right? It, it, I had the understanding, but not in the same way. <laughs> not in the same way. I mean, I think, you know, I, I think as, as a working mom, you just go at life completely differently. I mean, the time for yourself is such a distant, you know, such a distant second, third, or fourth compared to your children. And you know, after you get them out the door, you run upstairs and try and throw something on that makes you look human and hopefully put on the same shoes and matching earrings and, you know, and get out the door. And I think, you know, listen, I just struggle. So I just approach it as I know what works. You take those pieces and you have those ready and you have them in a section of your closet that you know work. And that's what you work with every single day. You go to work and to do your thing in your week, in your week life. And your weekday life and you know when when you have a special occasion you take a little bit more time all right well fantastic rachel best place we can uh, pick up box of style and uh all that information where can we go rachel where's the best place you go to the zoreport.com slash shop and you can find everything for my collection you go to shop rachelzo.com um but if you go to the zoreport.com slash shop you'll be able to get the box of style or the rachel Zoe collection All right, Rachel, good luck with your family and all your business ventures, and thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, bye-bye. You're listening to The Neil Haley Show, and we'll be back in just a moment. We're back to the Neil Haley show and uh, on the on again the uh, total celebrity segment and I'm really excited about my guest today and uh, it, it's always fun to chat with her so I'm excited to welcome the program celebrity Heather McComb of Battle Scars now uh, Heather thanks for calling how are you I'm so good Neil <laughs> it's so good to talk to you how are you my friend I'm I'm doing fantastic and you know it's 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 always interesting the summer always brings and this is I guess the the inspiring thing that I do a lot with uh different things is trying to inspire others that it's 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 a time for growth summer a lot of people kind of take it as lazy laid back but this is the opportunity to kind of reflect and grow would you agree with me Heather I, I agree with you 100%. I think um, I think that's where the whole summer vacation started. It's it's where you're really supposed to sit down, reflect, plan for the future, take a breath. You know, when, in, in in a crazy society where sometimes you just don't get that break. I'm with you. This is this is definitely the time of of new beginnings and really taking in everything around you and 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 maybe making some fresh changes and being healthy and and having some fun. <laughs> exactly, and, that, and you at least get thing. at least get at least get your vacation. <laughs> yeah, 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 have some fun and at least get a vacation out of the deal, right? And, and then, but I think it's yeah. just, like, but I think that if you have a great growth mindset, like sounds like you're, you have myself, you think about things in certain ways, and you say to yourself, okay, a lot of people are, are not doing a lot. This is a time where I can kind of get other things done that I couldn't get done during the year schedule things and also have fun. All right. So you have something fun going on right now, battle scars. And so you can tell me a little bit about how you got involved in this film. 
Sure. So um, Battle Scars is a film that, that is, has just been released, and I'm super proud of it. This is this is a project that I, I developed, um, helped develop from the ground up. Um, our, our producer and director and writer, Danny Boudet, brought this uh, script to me, and I absolutely loved it. And me and my best friend, George, we always wanted to produce a movie together. It was one of our dreams. I've been acting my entire life, and, and, and I love that. And it's, it's a great creative outlet for me, but I kind of wanted to step it up and, and, and take it to the next level and get out of my comfort zone, and I always wanted to produce. And honestly, me and my friend George and uh, Danny were sitting on, on the back patio. And like I said, George and I always wanted to produce something, and by the right. way, it was summertime. And we looked at each other, and we said, we love this script. We love Danny's script. George, could, could we do this? And we looked at each other with all our naivety <laughs> and said, yes, I think we can. And and with a lot of hard work and a lot of stumbles in the road, um, we did it, and we're here today. And, you know, it got a, a, a theatrical release, and it's also on iTunes and VOD. So it's been a journey, but it's it's been a, such a rewarding journey, and we're, we're so proud of this movie and the message behind it. And, um, yeah, it's a really, it's an exciting time. Well, and I think that's the, the, the interesting conversation I had with another uh, guest yesterday that, again, did their own thing, that they produced, wrote. They were, it's their baby. And then you see specifically enough as an actor or actress that, oh, my gosh, I'm really taking some huge ownership in this. And I really want people to know about this. And it's it's it's, it's a different feeling, isn't it? Is it when it's when it's something that you've done yourself? It is. Yeah. It yeah. is. When it's something that you you have you know, it, it is hard being an actor. I'm not gonna lie. You know, there's a lot that goes into being an actor. You you go into rooms all the time, you don't necessarily get the part. You know, it's a hustle, it's a grind. But there's something when you actually um form something when you form something from 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 the very beginning, from from the seed level, every little um, you know every little grass that is, is is sprouted from that seed is rewarding. And I feel that that's what happens when you develop a project from the beginning is you see the rewards, you see how hard it is, like really hard it is to get a movie off the ground, to get the financing, to you know hiring the actors, exactly. getting the crew, yeah. you know, especially on such a small budget. It's it's really for me, and I, like I said. I've been in the business my whole life, but seeing something from this side to see how much actually it really, really goes into making a movie made me appreciate it on a whole nother level, for sure. No, and I think it is, I think it is, it gives you reward. It's that hard, hard work and, you know, putting something from the beginning, it is very, very rewarding, especially when this is the result. It's a, it's a, it's an incredible blessing that we do not take for granted. What's so great about independent films, Heather, and then all these new projects are out on different stations that stories can be told that might have not gone from the big budget feature people that stories that really uh people are looking for not this just a, okay cut and dry types of shows but something or, or movies something that really can speak to people and that's when you see a project like you, battle scars as something like that right I mean, our movie is, is definitely independent. I mean, we we financed it ourselves. We uh, everything was was done very independent. And yeah, I think you know 
I, I, I praise George, who is also our, our executive producer, for getting behind this movie because, you know, it is it is a very um, sensitive subject matter, um, but one that we really wanted to um, shed light to, and that is um, soldiers coming back um, yeah. from, from service um, who are suffering um, from post-traumatic stress and, and also dealing, you know, with uh, life-altering injuries and uh, and also acclimating back home. And, 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 and how do we take care of them? And, do, you know, how can we, as people who... who who don't go over there? How can we take care of the men and the women that 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 bravely, bravely serve this country every day? Because let me tell you, I, I couldn't do it. I don't know how they do it, but they do it, and they're so brave. Oh, they are. And they come back, and and they have to acclimate back into society with their families, and you know. So we really, I mean, our intention behind this movie was to make a movie for them that would shed light not only on this um, on post traumatic stress and you know all of that, but also to make something entertaining. That would be fun. That would, you know. So I hope that we achieved that, and I, you know, I, 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 you know, we made it for them. So I hope they enjoy it. And see, that's see that the the thing is, PTSD is something that we need to get out that what happens, especially for soldiers, but everyone who suffers from PTSD or some sort of brain disease, Heather, that that there is treatment, they can get help, but we have to open our arms to these people. We have to say, you know what? We really are here for you. We Just because you get home, you can't get acclimated, it's your fault. You're just used to the military. Instead of, okay, we're going to really sit down and understand what you're going through and finding the help they need. A million percent. We need to put judgment in any way aside. I mean, uh, you know, this is... <laughs> This is something that that you know. I, I, I've met people. I've had friends who have come back um, from war and have dealt with this issue. And it is so important, Neil. And you hit it on the head. It's we have to be there for each other. We have to understand and be compassionate, you know, and not and not judge people for what they're going through, and really and really be there for them. And that's why, too, on our on our on our uh, movie website, we have um, numerous organizations that help soldiers when they come home. So if you go to um, www. Uh, battlescarsmovie.com. There's um, a links page, and on that page um, there's about 15 charities that you can support um, that really do help our our, our um, soldiers when they come home. Um, so if anybody's interested in how they can help, you know, I did a lot of volunteer work at a, a VA hospital here in Los Angeles, and that was very fulfilling to oh, me wow. and yes. very, very eye-opening. Um, you know, the, the thing is, is no, no soldier should come home, and I feel, and, and be alone in a hospital. It broke my heart. You know, it really did yeah. to see these soldiers who risked their lives to keep us safe. And here they are alone. And so I really encourage people that if you are around a VA hospital, if you have if you've time to even donate, go and go to the hospital and just shed some light and love to these amazing men and women that served our country. Like I said, just nobody should be alone who's 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 going through this. And 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 that for me was the most touching thing. I, I didn't realize that aspect. You hear so much about um the other issues but you know i just feel like it's so important to to help take care of them in any way that we can and that doesn't even mean donating money or whatever it's just sometimes it can be an ear sometimes it can be a hand to hold sometimes it can just be uh, you know just go and show up and and volunteer at your local um va hospital you know it it could be whatever it is for each individual person which is that that's that's a tremendous point you're making and that volunteering, helping others and looking at our military and saying, we want to make sure that they didn't go, that the next set of people that are fighting for us do not suffer like 
many have suffered in so many years. And then especially when you talk about the VA hospital. But tell a little bit about the story without giving it away, Heather. A little bit about um, some of the characters in it and things like that so that people definitely need to go check it out. Sure, sure, absolutely. So the the movie centers on uh, Luke Stevens, who is a soldier who's coming back from service in Afghanistan, and um, he's trying to acclimate back into society and, and deal with his family, and um, he's suffering from uh, post-traumatic stress and also dealing, um, you know, with, with um, just, you know, acclimating back into society. And he, my character is Michelle, and we run into each other, um, and at a uh, at a cocktail bar, and we wind up going on an unexpected journey together, um, and it's really about um, Luke and Michelle's journey towards they they really go on a journey of discovery together. Um, and then there's some other adventures on the side that you have to go. And check out <laughs> we definitely, it's definitely. But it's, a, yeah. it's a really great. It's, yeah. it's 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 a it's a good movie because there's you know it does deal with the subject, but there's also um, a fun action um, adventure element, which is which is which is fun. And uh, we have uh, Faruza Balkanet. She's amazing. She plays Riska. Um, we have Ryan Eggold, who's from The Blacklist. He's in it. Dane Holtz plays Luke Stevens. He's amazing. Uh, David James Elliott, who you may know from Jag. Um, plays Luke's father, and he's absolutely incredible, incredible in the film. Um, Kristen Renton um, from Sons of Anarchy, um, she's in it, as well as um, Essence Atkins, who's a dear friend of mine, and I'm forever grateful for her for doing this movie. I've known her for since I was 12 years old, so this is a huge gift that she did this uh, role for us. And um, also um, Amy, Amy Davidson um, and um, Charles Michael Davis. So it's a, it's a really great yeah, cast, yes, really, really talented people. And we that, were really grateful to get yeah. this cast. It was not easy when no, you're I'm working sure. on, a, on a minimal budget to yeah. get such great cast. And we're, we were so grateful to everybody that jumped on and believed in this project and got behind it. And for people out there that want to try to, uh, you know, do an independent film, there's so much work. First, fundraising. Then after that, the next process is finding the cast, making sure you have the right director. All of these things need to be in place, Heather, right, to have a good, a good movie. Absolutely. I mean, I think it all starts with the script. I think that's the yeah. first thing. I think if you have a great script that you believe in, um, and then, yeah, it's, you know, getting a director attached. And we were lucky because Danny, um, uh, Danny wrote an amazing script and he's a fantastic director. His, his, um, his first movie was fantastic. It was a movie called Five Star Day with Cam Gigande and Jenna Malone. And, uh, I absolutely loved that movie. And I had worked with Danny a long time ago on a thesis film at AFI. So I was always a huge fan, but, um, when I saw his movie, I was like, oh, we got to make another movie together. You're so talented. So we had that element. And then, yeah, raising the money is always going to be the hardest part. <laughs> yeah. It just is. It's, if you don't have money, you, you can't make a movie. And it's hard to find investors. But, you know, our, our executive producer, we were very lucky, believed in this project and got behind it and, and worked so hard to, to raise all the uh, financing for the movie. So once that was in place, that's one thing. Then you have that. It's like, okay, now we can actually start, you know, getting our cast. But that's even hard, you know, dealing with, I didn't even know that dealing with, cause I'm an actor. So I'm like, I'm, 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 I don't even see all this. Stuff. Yes, yes. You have to call agents and you get a lot of no's and you know, you get some maybes and then you get somebody that you think is going to be really great. And then they fall out. And, you know, so cast is then really important. And then you have to get a crew and then you have to make sure the crew is, you know, good and solid and, and, responsible and trustworthy and show up on time, you know? 
And then you have the whole process. Then the film's done, and you have it in the can, and then you have to edit it, and then you have to, you know, you have to, you know, do sound mixing, and, you know, and then you have to get oh, finishing yes, lines, yes, you know, yeah. oh, oh, how are we going to do the sound mix? And, you know, it's a lot. And then comes the, fine, I mean, the, the releasing part, yes. you know, and that's really, I think that's the hardest part is finding a home for your movie. And we're so grateful to Gravitas who, who picked us up and believed in us and, and, and gave us a theatrical release and also uh, put us on iTunes and premium VOD. And, you know, they really believed in us and supported us and we couldn't be more grateful, you know, but it was, it's a road. So my, my advice to anybody who, who wants to make a movie is just, just prepare for an adventure and a lot of hard work and, don't expect it to go as fast as you want it to go because this is a process and it's 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 long-term fulfillment not short-term fulfillment <laughs> that is the main lesson these things take time and patience but you can i mean you can do it it can it can be done you should write a book on this heather you really have a good understanding of what this out or at least or, or, or a manual or train people on this stuff you know you know what i'm saying not a book meaning like a training because there's so many people that say i want to start an independent film it's becoming it's, it's great that it's happening Heather, when you have quality people like you put together, but there are a lot of people that don't put quality oh, work together, and and because now it's just open out there that people need the guidance that you had a great people around you to teach you how to get this done. So commend you for yeah, everything and I'm, you have. I'm very you know. lucky. Mm-hmm. I'm very lucky. I am. I'm very lucky for that. You know, and and I think just having the education of being in the business for for. 100 years it feels like um you know i just think that educates you to to you know really deal with you know different personalities and different people and i know the the business pretty well and like i said it is it is really possible and you know i think it all just starts with great material and if you have great material and like you said Neil, if you surround yourself with great people and you know that's the best thing you can really do and that's what you did you, in your career. You've met so many interesting people. You you reached out to them. You saw what's important in the business, and that's the important part of it. So Heather, now so it's available now on VO, yes. VOD. So where can we go to? Yes, it's on iTunes yeah. and VOD, and all of the um, outlets that it's on. Is, it's really easy to find on our website, um, which is uh, battlescarsmovie.com. All the links are right there. You can just click it and go go see the movie. It's a very nice website, by the way. I wanted to tell you that. Uh, very, oh, thank very, you very, so very, much. very, very nice <laughs> website. And I was I saw the cast. I said that this is this is a great cr- uh, group of people for sure, Heather. And we can follow you. Where can we check you out on Twitter and all that? You're all over the place, right, Heather? Uh, oh, I am. I, I already tweeted you, Neil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, um, I'm, <laughs> of course, I'm at Sheet McComb, H-E-A-T-M-C-C-O-M-B, and that's on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And then, um, yeah, that, those are my handles. Heather, I run about 25 Twitters for my uh, social media and branding business. So <laughs> I don't even, I have my team 45? completely to 25, 25 people's Twitter accounts. <laughs> Oh, 25. Well, that's great. I can barely, I can barely, but they're all on my phone, Heather. So basically I I get these responses later and my team takes care of everything. So there you go. Things have changed Uh, in the last couple of years. You're the team. But it's it's so I, Twitter team. Yeah, yeah, I have more Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the different things because it, it, you wouldn't believe it. But yeah, it becomes complex. I wonder if those big stars—they probably got their assistant tweeting, right? Do you have any secrets for us, Heather? Like probably, the, they probably have actually companies running their whole social media. I bet you. I don't know. I could barely do it. I, I it's. 
But I, I love it. I like it. I love it. I, I feel like you can interact with people and interact with your fans and share a part of your life. And it's really nice. Uh, it's just, it's a lot of work. I mean, oh, I, I get so nervous about making one Instagram. I'm like, oh, did I say the right thing? Oh, man, let me look at it 50 times. <laughs> so I think people are better off just having somebody else run it if they can. Yeah, and then come up with the mission and vision of the, of the content, for sure. Well, Heather, thanks yeah, for calling. Exactly. I will make sure I jump on it. I would, I, I, like I said, it doesn't automatically notify me with my 25 accounts on my phone, or I don't even, I've lost track, and that I can go ahead and I'll go ahead and we'll retweet, but we'll wait till wait to, it comes out syndication tomorrow. Uh, we're live right now, but it comes on syndication Friday, and then we'll be re-airing it again on Wednesday, so a lot, a lot of times for promoting Battlescar, so I appreciate you coming on the show. Well, I appreciate you, Neil, for all your love and support over the years, my friend. Uh, I, I really appreciate it. Thank you for supporting our movie. All right, Heather, take care. Thanks for calling. Bye, sweetheart. Bye-bye. See ya. Take care. Bye-bye. You're listening to The Neil Haley Show, and we'll be back. in The Neil Haley Show on the Total Celebrity segment. I'm excited to welcome the program comedian Tony Hinchcliffe. Tony, thanks for calling. How are you? Hey, hey. How's it going? Another beautiful day. I'm out here in uh, Texas right now. I'm uh, I'm on the road in Texas. I'm staying at the same hotel JFK stayed at the night before he got shot. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Are you a historian at all, Tony? Thinking about things like that, Uh, to think about when JFK got shot and stuff. A little bit. I mean, I don't know much about. uh, I don't know much about. I mean, that much. I've seen a couple documentaries, but I can tell you the view up here is mind blowing. So. Cool. It's awful. Pretty awesome. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is dreary. Yeah. It's nasty. I'm originally. I'm I'm originally from Youngstown, Ohio, so I know all about that. And where do you live now, Tony? I've lived in Los Angeles for the last twelve years. Ah, you're lucky. It's great weather for sure. Well, well, Tony. First question I want to ask you: What's harder, writing? Or going on the comedy stage. I know you have to go ahead and writing for other people than yourself as a comedian. Um, well, it's all different, and I like that it's different. You know, writing for other people gives me a chance to uh, crawl into their perspective and get out of mine. It gives me a break from the same guy that I write for all the time, which is me. Um, stand-up is the hardest thing I think possible to do. Um, in order to do stand-up, you have to be able to write and perform. So stand-up's definitely harder than writing. Uh, but, um, yeah, so I think writing for me is the hardest thing because I'm picky and I want my material to be compelling yet funny. But writing for other people, I just get to try to really be funny, you know. So it's sort of more fun for me to write for other people. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's what I want to do. You know what I mean? I'm sort right. of getting out of the field of writing for other people and it was fun and I'm sort of stuck just dealing with me now. So, Hey, that, that, that's, that's part of it, right? You write for other people, they see how funny you are, then opportunities come and those opportunities are definitely coming for you now, Tony, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've been doing this for just a little bit over 10 years and um, all of a sudden I'm working all the time. I'm traveling all around the world and mostly America, especially for this tour. This is an all-America tour this upcoming month. And uh, I get to go, you know, back to a lot of the places and around a lot of the places where, you know, I used to live and started. You know, I'm doing the Cleveland House of Blues, which as a kid from Youngstown, Ohio, that's crazy. 
And uh, I'm excited to be, yeah, and I'm excited to be back in Pittsburgh. You know, that's the airport I used to fly into with my tail between my legs when I was halfway too scared to go live in L.A. And I missed all my friends and, you know, all this stuff. So it all has a lot of sentimental value to me, all these other places. Plus, a lot of these cities that I'm doing on this gigantic tour are all cities that I opened up for other comedians for on their on their theater tours like jeffrey ross and joe rogan so it's going to be fun to revisit some of these places and instead of being the opener be the headliner so well tony it's kind of funny i was looking at your background you talk about you have a pro wrestling podcast i'm a former professional wrestler tony and uh i did the minor oh, league circuit and wrestling in germany and all that stuff and i wonder if when you were in youngstown if uh, you ever were you always a fan of wrestling going to any of the independent circuit shows and stuff oh yes <clears throat> i was a huge fan i ran my own independent circuit right out of my bedroom i used to wrestle with my pillow for like four hours a day i'd reenact all my favorite matches from that week on monday night raw or whatever it was and but i never got to really see any indie shows i was a little bit too young and youngstown i think is uh as a kid, when you're when you're under 18, I think it's a crazy place to, you know, go around and be with your buddies and see other things. It was just too dangerous when I was growing up there. If I ended up going to an indie wrestling match, I would have ended up, uh, I would have ended up getting uh, attacked by the Nation of Domination on my way there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wrestled the Nation of Domination in Omaha, Nebraska, as a jobber. I uh, crushing crushing Savio Vega. Yeah, back to the late wow. crush in Savio on, on, on Shotgun what Saturday was, Night. I know you remember that. What was, wow. What was your uh, What was your wrestling name? I just worked. I just worked as Neil Haley, but I've worked as the Giant Warrior, Leviathan, Big Neil, the Real Deal. So I've been on local circuit stuff and all that back in the day, and did a tour in Germany. So I I, I understand about touring, and that's the interesting thing. You don't remember where you're at each day and each night, right, Tony? You're going from one place to the next, and it's it's so much fun, oh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's so fast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it it's fun, but it is a blur, like you said. Like you know, sometimes I wake up in these hotels and I have no idea which city I'm in. It takes me a minute to think of what I did the night before, and because they're all the same, you know. It's, at first, it sounds like touring is the most amazing thing ever, until you realize that every hotel and every airplane, they're all the same, and they're all sort of annoying. They all have a catch to them. Exactly. You know, it's so your tour, like this. Just, yeah. Yeah. So your tour starts in St. Louis on uh, on August second, and then ends mm-hmm. in Los Angeles on September fifth. So you're going to be trapped a lot of places: Madison, Michigan, Minnesota, Minneapolis, Nashville, Louisville. Uh, I, I remember lo- work at wrestling in the Louisville Gardens. I know you talked about Cleveland, South Carolina, Georgia, Charlotte. Asbury Park, New Jersey. That brings back memories for sure and all that. So really a lot of amazing places you're going to be. Yeah, I'm really pumped. We're doing it all. We're going to uh, Jerry the King Lawler territory down there. And, I wrestled uh, Lawler, by the way. I beat Jerry the King really? Lawler in Arkansas in a match, yeah. You yeah. You beat the King? Yes, I beat the King. Wow, man, this is some legit stuff I'm finding out. Did you have to cheat to win? <laughs> no, I was the good good guy in a town in Arkansas. I lost to him in the uh, Mid South Coliseum. Kane ha- helped me get to the finals as when he was sir, when he was Isaac Yankum. Uh, so he helped Ooh. me. I, 
Yeah, so I wrestled at yeah. South Sportatorium, Louisville Gardens, uh, you know, Mid South Coliseum for, and I did that, and I did the uh, wrestling uh, in, in Memphis at the uh, channel, whatever I forget the station in the mornings. That so all that. Wow. Stuff. <laughs> when did you uh, when did you hang up your boots? Ninety nine. Ninety nine wow. in Germany. Uh, uh, I'm good friends with Rhino Richards, and Rhino got me out to Germany, and then I finished up. But yeah, so it's definitely about Tony. But I, just, I, know, I know you have so you have a wrestling podcast, but you also have another podcast. So what are all the other projects going on, Tony? Give me a quick update where people can connect with you and all these other things that you're doing. You have a podcast and all that, so that people well, can I have listen. A, I have and a really learn. fun. Yeah, I have a really fun live podcast that I do every Monday out of the Comedy Store that uh, airs live, and you can catch it on iTunes. It's called Kill Tony. That's where me and uh, guests watch new comedians do 60 seconds, and then we talk to them. It's sort of like an old school take on the a new school take on the Gong Show or something like that. And um, and I have a wrestling podcast called The Store Horsemen, where me and my buddies talk about pro wrestling, like you mentioned. And I'm developing some shows. I'm writing a movie with Snoop Dogg right now and uh, just getting ready wow. to take my next special in September. That's a really big deal to me, my second special. And that's the material that I'm testing out all around the country. Well, not really testing it, just making final adjustments. And uh, I'm just so pumped about this next uh crop of material that I'm about to drop on everyone because I think that this is my best work yet. And... Um, I just couldn't be more excited about traveling and getting out there and, and, and seeing how it works in different parts of the country because I'm talking about some compelling stuff and I'm taking a lot of chances. And I feel like, you know, House of Blues Cleveland is going to react to some parts a little bit differently than, uh, say, you know, Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina. So I'm excited exactly. to hear the oohs and the ahs and where the grunts come and where they don't. So. <laughs> Especially when you talk political, Tony, or political jokes, for sure. Well, good, good connecting with yeah. you. Uh, when you're in Pittsburgh on the 23rd, I'll try to reach out to your team and see if maybe we can we can hook up and meet maybe at uh, that on the 23rd to especially get a picture of me. I'm, I'm almost seven feet tall and a former pro wrestler, and we'll see maybe we can connect. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Definitely. We'll get you on the guest list. I'll put you down for a plus one so you can sit on two seats, you giant. <laughs> <laughs> well, good talk. Good talk. You, everyone needs to check out Tony, and uh, best of luck with the tour, and I hope to see you in Pittsburgh. Okay, man? Thanks so much. Those tickets are available at TonyHinchquist.com and OutbreakPresents.com. So go get them. All right. All right. Thanks, Tony. Take care, man. Thanks, thanks bud. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. See you. Hey. Hello. Hi, Anthony. Anthony, are you on the line? Yeah, I'm on the line. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Excited to welcome the program, the director of Sharknado, The Fourth Awakens, which will be on July 31st, 8 p.m. Eastern, on the Sci-Fi Channel. Anthony C. Ferrante. Anthony, thanks for calling, and uh, I am just so impressed with the Sharknado brand and how you guys have grown it. No, thank you. I mean, you know, we, we lucked out. We we made this silly, ridiculous film, and the world seems to be along for the ride. I guess uh, we're, we're in this uh, bizarre time where, where they need something that, uh, that kind of just is a release from all the bizarreness out there. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us how the story came about, how you came up with this idea, and, uh, you know, had Ian involved in it and stuff, and how it's grown from there. 
Uh, it was just a, a pitch. Uh, a writing partner and I uh, came up with, uh, we were trying to come up with the most ridiculous concept ever. And he said Sharknado, and we pitched it a couple times of sci-fi. Nothing really happened. And then uh, I wrote a reference to a Sharknado in a script I did for sci-fi, and that's when they said, we must make this film. And there we are. We're making the movie, and we got Ian Ziering and Tara Reid, and uh, we thought, you know, this is going to just be a one-off little film that we made, uh, something really ridiculous that uh, that maybe uh, in a five years it could be a cult film. And then overnight it became uh, this huge hit. And it's it's very uh, it's very flattering that that people still love what we do. Absolutely, and um, in your background, you you uh, tell us that your background and how that kind of came about. The thought process of just w- with Sharknado, the fact of uh, you, you were involved in horror movies as a director and a bunch of different things, but putting the comedy mix and the uh, and the kind of celebrity mix really helps the Sharknado, right? Yeah, no, I mean, look, we, the, I think the, what we do is we, you know, our ridiculous aspect of it is the sharks and the tornado, and then we play it straight with the characters and stuff. And I think that's how it, it sort of evolved and worked. And the cameos, you know, the cameos, we have all these different people that want to be in it, and we try to find a way, interesting ways of integrating them into the film. And sci-fi is willing to work with you in any way, right, to help you keep this going, right? Sounds like they're a great partner. Oh, sci-fi is fantastic. I, you know, they when we sit down to do the next movie, we always go, okay, let's let everybody throws in their ideas, and and like the last movie, we ended up doing space, and no one knew we were doing it. It was a big surprise, um, and so there's a, it's hard to kind of top space, but I think we did it with this movie. We we are the fifth mo- the fourth movie right now is essentially a uh, a superhero origin story, and only uh, the way Sharknado could do it. And that's what makes these things neat is that we kind of get to play with different genres every time. And, um, you know, every time I think that, you know, we're going too far, it's like we, we maybe aren't going far enough. I, I, I we did this all, we were in uh, Vegas and uh, we had the Chippendales there and, and I, on, on the cuff, I said, you know, could you just, you know, do a thrust motion to the sky and we'll put a shark there. You know, let's do a crotch rocket. And uh, the guy goes, yeah, that sounds great. And we did it. And I didn't think that, uh, I thought standard and practices would veto it, and lo and behold, uh, the first uh, the first trailer they put out, you have this Chippendale crotch rocket rocketing a shark off his uh, junk, and it just like it became uh, a meme. Uh, but it was one of those things in the moment that you know nothing is too outlandish or crazy in a in a Sharknado movie. We have a cownado, you know. We just <laughs> we just keep doing these things that uh, that you don't expect that we're going to do, and I think that's that's. That's why people watch it, the unpredictability. You know when you're going into uh, a regular movie, pretty much what's going to happen. If it's a drama, you're going to you know, cry or whatever. If you're going into a superhero movie, people are going to beat themselves up. When you go into a Sharknado movie, you're like, I don't know what they're going to do this time. I've seen the trailer, but uh, I, I just have to see it for myself. And then you know, suddenly we're blowing up the Grand Canyon or you know, we're doing this or that. And I think that's the, the thing is that you just don't know where we're going because there are no, there are no rules. And when there are no rules, you know, it, it's, you know, creativity is Especially, unleashed. Yeah. It definitely is unleashed. And I think that now talk a little bit really quickly about The Fourth Awakens. By coming up with a uh, a parody for that, that's going to really help with ratings as well because of how many people that are fans of uh, the Star Wars brand and, and, and the way you're bringing this up. But it's just the wording and then the poster's fantastic. It's really going to gather even more people's interest that maybe didn't even see Sharknado before. 
You know, I, I really hope so. You know, it's, uh, we, we did pay homage to Star Wars in the last movie. We did a lightsaber chainsaw in space. And so, you know, we, we're big Star Wars fans. And, and just as a, as a, a longtime Star Wars geek, to, to see that poster and to kind of, kind of have my own Star Wars moment, even though it's not Star Wars, it, it just means a lot yeah. to me. And I, and I think that, I, think that I, I hope it does give us a boost since there is this huge Star Wars awareness. Um, and, uh, you know, if there was any other movie out there that was on their fourth film, I guarantee you they would have tried to do The Force Awakens. So we were just fortunate enough that we were on our fourth movie and, you know, The Force Awakens came out. And everybody, it was like one of those titles that a lot of people uh, that were working on it were kind of floating around. And so we all came to the table pretty much at the same time and said, Force Awakens. And it's like, okay, that's the title because everybody's uh, it's on the same page with it. Okay, so The Force Awakens is on Sci Fi, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, Sunday, July 31st on Sci Fi. Again, best place we can find information on you, Anthony. Where can we go? Uh, AC Ferrante. It's A C F E R R A N T E. That's my Twitter handle. And we're going to be live tweeting uh, from the Stratosphere on Sunday night. And uh, my band, uh, Quint, uh, we did the, the theme song, Ballad of Sharknado. We wrote a rock opera for this one called Sharknado Rhapsody. You can find us on uh, iTunes. Awesome. A lot of, lot of uh, cool things going on. You even have the Tribeca Film Festival working with Ian on that. So there's a lot of great things. you got to go follow Anthony and check him out and check out Sharknado, The Fourth Awakens, again, July 31st at 8 p.m. Eastern on Sci-Fi. Take care, Anthony. Thanks for calling. Thank you so much. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. You're listening to Total Celebrities Show. We'll be back. Hi, Cynthia. Are you on the line? I am on the line. Good morning. Fantastic. Good morning. So I'm excited to welcome to the program Real Housewives of Atlanta star Cynthia Bailey, and she's going to talk about Sharknado, the fourth Awakens that premieres on July 31st on Sci-Fi. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. So look at this kind of a, a difference for you, you know, being on the Housewives for so many different years and now with Sharknado. Is this, a, this is different for you, right? You know, um, being an actress is very different from um, being a reality star. It's two different things, two different movements. And, uh, um, you know, on our show, you know, we just be ourselves. We just do what we do, and we react how we would normally act. And I will say, you know, um, as a, as an actor, you know, it's a whole other thing. You have to become the character. You know, it's, it's a lot going on. Uh, I was excited for the opportunity and to, you know, be a part of this uh Person, you know, I love acting, so I thought this was a, a fun opportunity. So, your experience in acting before this, Cynthia, with you know being on the Real Housewives for so many years, did you uh, were you an actor, an actress before uh, Real Housewives? You know what? I actually have done some dabbling in acting uh, before the show. Um, I actually was on the Cosby show, uh, you know, years oh. ago as well. You'd only had like two, maybe a couple, two or three episodes. I was on. Uh, I was a friend of one of the friends, one of the uh, cast, um, uh, one of the castmates on the show, um, oh. and um, so that was cool. And I did some episodes, of, did an episode of Law and Order, you know, little things here and there. Uh, my main focus was always modeling back then, but uh, you know, I mean, I, 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 I've dabbled, I've dabbled. I will say now I'm at a point where you know I'd like to seriously, um, you know, pursue pursue acting. 
Absolutely. So that experience definitely helped you with the Real Housewives for sure. Let's talk a little bit about Sharknado. Then maybe you can give us maybe a, a little hint of what we could expect or what's going to happen in the next season or any ideas of where, where it's gone, the Real Housewives. But let's go Sharknado first of all. Uh, what is your role in this and what are you, uh, what are you doing in the show? Uh, well, I play a gorgeous scientist. I play a scientist My role is to help um, Save the world Um, There's a huge meat NATO Headed toward the planet To kill everyone And myself Alongside Tommy Davidson And another actress We have to mastermind the situation And and stop it And uh, you know You have to see the movie But I will say I'll just put out there That I did not die In Sharknado so, you know what that means? <laughs> that means there's a possibility that I could be Tornado 5. Because <laughs> I don't think the tornadoes are going anywhere anytime soon. Okay. No, I think this is definitely fantastic. And think about uh, working with Tommy Davidson. Oh, my gosh. I got the chance to chat with him a couple months ago. Man, he is so funny, and it's great to see him back rolling again because of just a – so I was such a huge fan of In Living Color and stuff. It must have been fun working with him. Oh, Yeah. Tommy's hilarious, and, um, we, you know, I just had a great time, like, uh, Hasselhoff, Tara Reed, like, the whole cast was just really, really amazing, um, and, you know, there's a lot of celebrity cameos, um, none, none of the other people, none of the cameo people were there my day, so um, I, I've heard a lot of different names, I know one of my castmates, Kenya Moore, is also, uh, also does a cameo in the movie as well, so, you know, you get a couple housewives in there, so make sure you guys check it out. Oh, we we definitely were gonna we definitely will check it out for sure, and we'll try to get it out all over the place through syndication and through social media, Cynthia, just to get get that going. Now, how is it iron with coming up with this whole thing with Sharknado? What what a brand this is becoming, isn't it? Oh my God, it's it's crazy. Um, he was awesome to work with as well. He's 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 very serious. He's a very focused guy, you know. And, um, you know, it, it was fun. It was fun hanging out with those guys all day. I mean, I, I just can't believe how uh, the Sharknado 4, I remember seeing the first one. And, of course, at that time, I never thought I would be in be in the Sharknado movie. So, um, you know, I'm excited. You know, I think you have to go, you know, just go with it. Just go with life. See what happens. And I think, uh, you know, you never know. Like, like I said, this could be the beginning of a very um, long-acting Sharknado career for me. <laughs> oh, that, it's great. We just we don't you can't die, right? That's the big thing, right? <laughs> yeah, as long as I live, there's an opportunity I can come back. <laughs> I just got to figure That's out. Sure. I just got to figure out how to stay alive. <laughs> And uh, well, that's great, and uh, for sure. And uh, uh, updates for us for any updates you can give us about the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I know you're filming right now. Anything to the yeah. fans and how you've been excited about? It. Give us a little bit of an update. Yeah, well, you know what, we are currently filming Real Housewives of Atlanta right now. Uh, we are pretty much. We usually come on in November. Um, the show, uh, wow, will be just as entertaining and dramatic as as always. Um, you know, I'm dealing with a lot of different things, uh, you know, career-wise and also personally on the show. And, um, you know, this is my seventh season. I think this is like season uh, eight or season nine, but uh, it's been this is my seventh. And, you know, you guys got to make sure you tune in. We won't disappoint. We are the number one show on Bravo. Well, congrats. That's that's got to be exciting for you, right? Especially with when you oh, yeah. started, you saw the other Real Housewives brands, 
and w- ones that were really doing really well, and you guys came in and said, okay, we're going to take this role on now, right? And probably people didn't expect oh, it, yeah. right, compared to the other ones. Yeah, Atlanta took it over. Atlanta's like no other. Um, that's why we've consistently been number one. And, uh, you know, I just think there's something for everybody on, on Atlanta, on the Atlanta. There's something about Atlanta. There's something about Atlanta. So I'm very excited, the to, you know, to be a part All of this for seven years. And the work out there for acting is huge in it, the ATL, isn't it? It's, there's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. There. Oh, yeah. Yeah, tons of television and film is um, being filmed in Atlanta. So, yes, uh, Atlanta's hot. Atlanta is hotter than ever. Hotter than ever. Well, that, that's great for you because you have this. You have the Real Housewives. You have other things. Any other projects you can tell us about right now, Cynthia, or is that pretty much what's going on? No, no, no. Yeah. Of course, that's, that's never all of it. Um, Real Housewives of Atlanta, um, Sharknado. I have tons of other projects, but more importantly, uh, my Cynthia Bailey Eyewear. It's hugely successful. Uh, you can go to CynthiaBaileyEyewear.com. Uh, I'm actually, I just had a huge event in, in the Hamptons. I'm on my way back to the city now. I uh, also have wow. Cargo by Cynthia Bailey. I'd say leather goods line, backpacks, clutches, phone cases, doing very well. Uh, my overall goal is to uh, build a Cynthia Bailey's fashion accessories empire. So I got hats coming, I got scarves coming, I got watches, you name it. I, the you plan is, see, yeah. is, you have to have a plan, yeah. is to be the the queen of fashion accessories. So stay tuned. A lot of things. And, and, see, and see, Cynthia, it's because what you see is ultimately the real loyal fans are your fans on Bravo's Real Housewives of Atlanta. They love you, and you just keep connecting with them, and they want to support things you're doing, right? That's the cool thing about yes, and I'm so being cool. on a show like this. Absolutely. Absolutely, and I'm really grateful for that. You know, I, I'm very real. Uh, I'm very transparent on the show, uh, very down-to-earth, and, uh, you know, my fans relate to me because everything, you know, a lot of things that I go through, you know, as a mother, as a wife, as a businesswoman, um, you know, as a friend, as a sister, as a, uh, a daughter of, you know, as my mom's daughter, you know, people go through real stuff, and I've always been very transparent about the real stuff that I go through. And uh, I think people can relate to that. Okay, so Sharknado, The Fourth Awakens, premiering July 31st on Sci-Fi. Well, do you know what time the uh, movie airs? Do I know Eastern? what time it is? The movie? Yeah. No, I don't know what time. No, I, I don't know. Okay. I just know that the premiere is in Vegas uh, on the 31st, and I will be there in living color. <laughs> In the flesh. Fantastic. Well, fantastic. The best place we can find information. Well, you already told our website. Give us your website one more time and social media. We can follow you. Okay. Uh, for all things Cynthia Bailey, please follow me on social media, Cynthia Bailey 10, Cynthia Bailey 10, uh, Cynthia Bailey Eyewear. Go to CynthiaBaileyEyewear.com. Uh, Cynthia Bailey Bags and Leather Goods. Go to Cargo by CB. Cargo by Cynthia. Cargo by, let me see, my bag line is com. Awesome. Great chatting with you. Thanks for coming on the show and take care. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cynthia. Bye-bye. You're looking, listening to the Total Celebrity Show. We'll be back in just a moment.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.